the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Okay, get, get it. So where is Hunter? I want to see Hunter. Where is Eric? You can't miss Eric. He's so big. Big, strong, beautiful guy. And Hunter, who's not too smart. Whether long-range weapon or suicide bomb, a wicked mind is a weapon of mass destruction. Whether you're solar or sun. My God. So thirsty, Mr. President. Like, sorry. I couldn't come to your little rally when you were in town here. But, Mike, you got to focus on me the whole freaking thing. It's... Ugh. Donald, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hunter, uh, it's so great that you're here, sir. Even though sometimes it seems like I talk about you a lot, and I know you like that, sir, but I got pets, man. I got a chihuahua. I got guinea pigs. I got birds. They need, they need care. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't come to your little playground at the big sports arena hunter you're a loser and your father was never considered smart nevertheless i'm here there he is hunter haas eric nelson here for a brand new mission accomplishers saturday 7 p.m here on am 950 and podcasted around the world um, I haven't had a new show in a while. I've been on hiatus, so Trump, clearly a big fan of the station, has been worried that maybe I was gone. Where am I? He even made shirts about me, but, um, no, I'm here. I'm around. Just took some time off, uh, to sort out just the aftermath of my mom's passing and I'll be coming back to more regularity very, very soon. And actually, um, next Saturday, October 26th, you're all invited to join me for the special art show that's a celebration of my mom, Shelly Haas's life. Her entire life's work, a retrospective of her photography and some other uh, like paintings and visual art, but mostly photography. Um, It'll be all on display, uh, all for sale. Um, Name your own price as well. It's just whatever you can pay. Um, But it's taking place at the Chaska VFW, um, that I don't have that address handy, but I'll, we'll be running a promo throughout the week coming up here for it. Um, follow me on Twitter at HunterHaas950, and we'll have updates. We'll have little flashes on the AM950 social media. But come on out. Um, it's going to be a fundraiser for uh, me and uh, all the work, like I said, for sale, name your own price. 
there is so much amazing photography and things that listeners of this station will be like uh, very into. I yeah. mean, she was the state senate photographer for uh, a good part of her career. So there's lots of political work. There's like lots of photos of people like Paul Wellstone, uh, Jesse Ventura, um, stuff like that. Um, there's old rock and roll, punk rock, um, like the the uh, rock and roll scene here kind of in the, the, the 80s. Uh, so like the replacements, who's do all, all types of stuff like that. Um, very wide spectrum of work. Or if you're a fan of me, buy some pictures of me as a baby. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I mean, so, I buy it just for the sentimental effect, I'm sure, if it sucked. But she's got some really cool pictures. And pictures of Hunter? Woo! <laughs> yeah. And so it's like... Uh, don't even feel bad like that I'm selling this or anything because the reason I'm doing this show is that my mom never really got her due credit for her talent in life. So what I want to do is get this out into as many people's hands that will be able to enjoy it and just have it on display for other people to enjoy rather than me hoarding everything. So uh, everything is going to be available and we're going to be able to make copies or enlargements um, at either there or uh, we can also do uh, any sort of arrangement to work out where we can have it shipped to you. So come on out to the VFW next Saturday, October 26th for the celebration of my mom's life. And after that, I'll be coming back here more regularly. But... Back to it, brand new mission accomplishers. All right. Well, we just had a debate recently, and um, I don't know. What were your just kind of key takeaways? Um, the main thing I noticed was that Warren all of a sudden seems to be the person to beat, at least recognized by the rest of the Yeah, candidates. they did go after her hard. Like, it, she... Uh, Really, those first few debates, no real direct attention centered on her. It would be either Biden or Bernie that uh, anyone would attack. But this one is pretty much solely Warren that everyone was going after. Yeah, exactly. I think that she's kind of been anointed the next in line. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she's Biden. He's still polling all right, but I don't think that anyone in you know, the managerial class of Washington is expecting him to go the distance. Yep, and and the, the media coverage is that uh, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are the front runners, and then there's Bernie, kind of. And they don't, they one, don't even want to put zero it— Zero to 1% behind. Yeah, they don't want to put it as, like, it, it's a three-person race— they want to lump him with the whole rest of the other pack, which is absurd. But uh, that is kind of what they're trying to play the narrative as. And, and there's, uh, I mean, 
it's frustrating how blatant this is and how often it occurs. Because it's, I want to kind of give things the benefit of the doubt sometimes, but you just see it all the time. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, yeah. I feel me like too. I'm being gaslit because uh, every mm-hmm. time Bernie polls at the top, there's not a single voice about it. It's like, oh yeah, that happens sometimes because he's you know, like disproportionately polled. And then when Elizabeth Warren, oh she's two percent ahead of Bernie. Yeah, let's stop the. F- <sighs> presses and every time like every other uh, primary in uh, democratic modern uh, presidential history it's always been who has the infrastructure and who has the fundraising capabilities and that's all that matters and then the fact that this year it's bernie it's like well actually those things don't matter at all anymore just because no reason given, but well, they, Bernie, they're unimportant now. Bernie, yeah, he has that X factor, but that's not important. <laughs> we can ignore him for some reason. It's, he's still an, like he's an unrealistic candidate because he's been anointed that by the press. And it's uh, the the attacks that they're very often, but they're the pettiest things ever. It's. Honestly, a lot of these like pundits and like credible uh, Washington correspondents and commentators, the voice of authority, have the most Trump like basically like insults, but in a very like more um, uh, worse than Trump because Trump can usually narrow in on what is like the defining trait of a person. Mm-hmm. Theirs are just like, ooh. Bad Bernie. And and it's all things that if... I mean, Trump calls Bernie crazy Bernie, which makes sense because he has wild hair. If any of these people uh, made or reversed that, if Trump or Bernie made any of these criticisms about uh, Elizabeth Warren or uh, Joe Biden, they would all say how absolutely wrong it is to do that because they, they do things like um, stop screaming, old man, or oh yeah, uh, stop being like personally engaged in this issue. Stop acting like it's important because we're gonna, all going to be all right. We're all upper middle class. This is more <sighs> of just a game for us. And it's it's so it's so frustrating. Um, it is. And when you're talking about giving people the benefit of the doubt, I was kind of doing that like. Mm-hmm. Well, they wouldn't intend, like it's such a large operation. It's so hard to get so many people on board with that. And you, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Of the doubt. And then, did you see uh, Bernie's quote from the most recent debate attributed to Warren on MSNBC and CNN? Twice it was misattributed when he was saying I. He said something to the effect of, "I'm getting really tired of people." Asking me to defend a crooked system or an inefficient, you know, yeah. like cruel system. And it was attributed to Elizabeth Warren twice. They just, yeah, I don't I, understand it. Yeah, here, I actually, I want to play something quick and then uh, talk about it. 
but let me pull this up. Sure. Bernie is back. Getting into the presidential race. Democrats like somebody new, and that is not going to be Bernie Sanders' time. It's really hard to imagine who the Bernie Sanders voter is at this point. Bernie Sanders, fall back. Please get away from us. Thank you for doing this. He has a, you know, a kind of gruff, curmudgeon side that is, of course, well known. He doesn't actually smile that much. It's almost like Bernie can't tell the difference between kids and adults. All right, I think you're dumb. <laughs> I think you're dumb if you don't sit down and learn how to read and write. No, you were not born stupid. Come here. The only way I think you're dumb, I think when you think you're dumb, because you're not. Um, he also, I think you're disheveled, you're unlikable, and you're pushy, and I don't think you should be leading anybody. How old is too old? I think the issue is, do you seem like you're in the contemporary world? He's a socialist from the 1950s yelling at people in the same screechy voice, without smiling, without any kind of personal connection. He looked like the angry man in the center of the stage saying, get off my lawn. And I don't think that's a good look for the Democratic Party. I see him as sort of a, a not pro-woman candidate. You may have heard the term Bernie bro. The Bernie bro, right? Somebody who's a bit younger, uh, whiter, I think, than the, the overall Democratic primary. I'm with my magnificent vanilla brother named Bernie Sanders. Socialism has been a manifest uh, disaster. Alec would still be here today if I had known that I could come to Canada. Alec Smith died after trying to ration a vial of insulin when he couldn't afford more. So his idea about, you know, free health care, he, he has seen the manifest atrocities that have occurred under socialism. $1,000 got me six months of insulin for my son. I'm still less. A month in the United States. Gloria Steinem has suggested that younger women are supporting Bernie Sanders so they can meet boys. Hello, Bernie. We lost our condo, got foreclosed on because of my medical bills. Like, I don't understand young women who support him. I trust that Bernie Sanders is going to fight for health care and to lower prescription costs. Of all the presidential candidates, you're the one that I trust. <laughs> I think he comes off as, as mean. I think he's disparaging. Bernie Sanders makes my skin crawl, and I can't even identify for you what exactly it is. Bernie Sanders has done nothing between 2016 and today. Thank you for everything you've done these last few years. You've helped to reset our political discourse 
and are demanding that we center our politics around justice and equity. I am hopeful because right now, there is a mass movement of people from all over this country, rising up. Uh, and that video is just it's a perfect display of what's going on it's just uh it's a fan-made kind of campaign video by matt or falia uh it's called rising up bernie 2020 i recommend anyone just look it up on youtube but that that is what's going on all the time and yes my skin crawls listening to that. Yeah, I'm cheesed, I'm miffed, I'm pissed, I'm stinking mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when do you see a positive story? It's Anytime we turn on mainstream media, cable news, it, it, it's that, it's that, it's that. And you couldn't get away with calling any of the other candidates these things without getting hit with some um, how you're being derogatory, inappropriate. But you know what? I mean, it's like you don't even want to play this card. But some of the things that these pundits, these um, people say, uh, actually does border on anti-Semitism to a level that they want to go and claim like uh, things like what Ilhan Omar that doesn't make any sense uh, doesn't when you just like just the uh, crotchety old man up there yelling it's like it, that that's a stereotype but it's something that they would never point out and I'm not pointing that out to say we should be offended by it, but it's just you'll never never hear that. You'll just you'll never hear it. Yeah, that's my criticism a lot of the times of identity politics as they're used by neoliberal establishment mm-hmm. is that it's kind of this tool you can use whenever you want and it's effective or it's opportunistic to kind of shut someone down. You can call him, oh, he's an old white man. And when you want to shut someone down for not supporting Israel, oh, he's anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. It's you, just, you can bring it out whenever you want to dismiss people. And I, I've actually even seen that, like uh, um, some journalist uh, call Bernie anti-Semitic, and then a bunch of people going, "You realize he's Jewish, don't you?" And it, they didn't. It, uh, and for just uh, his policies. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. It, I mean, it's possible to be anti-Semitic and Jewish. Mm-hmm. Well, Same way that, like, the Milo... self-hating Jew—that's a big yeah. thing. But, but it was uh, yeah. just—it was so just unaware and just based on that. We but yeah, hate your support you. of Israel as an ethno-state shouldn't distinguish whether or not mm-hmm. you were a, like supportive of the Jewish community in America. Yeah, and I don't. Want to get into this because we've just we're talked very qualified about, to talk about Jewish issues. We've talked about that in the media for so long with Omar and that that let's let's keep it fresh here. Um, I just wanted to just kind of point that out is you'll never hear it, yeah. and it's well, uh, kind of tie- has more val- validity than the Omar things did. Yeah, kind of tying these threads together immediately after the debate, they were talking about you know every candidate's performance in the debate and news came out that the quote-unquote squad 
mm-hmm. had all pretty much endorsed Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe his name is John King, one of the pundits of CNN, said, oh, does this frame Bernie as being too urban for <laughs> middle America? Where I thought the attack was that he's too white and too old, too <laughs> rural. Yeah, it's it's you can go to whatever it doesn't need to be consistent or make any sense. The reason the reason why it happens is because he is the only candidate that does represent a threat to the system as it's set up today. And the establishment. I mean, remember what Howard Dean said about a week before the media all joined forces to take him down for yelling was that he wanted to break yeah. up a lot of the media companies. Yeah, that's a good example. That they were operating as a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And then as a point blank, well, do you want to break up us? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's it's so sad. Howard Dean in 2004, that campaign uh, was kind of the uh, Obama before Obama. He was really killing it he was right well he was uh, actually progressive yeah and it, he was uh he i think he would have been such a better candidate i know you kind of like john Kerry, but um if howard dean if it and it had well, that whole like not john yell Ke- thing i didn't like john Kerry as a candidate i don't think he's that great yeah i don't mind him as a politician yeah, yeah fair enough i kind of feel that same way too uh but it was uh they did do that. They had the coordinated attack to take down Howard Dean because he was running for the first time a progressive campaign uh, against Bush, who was kind of vulnerable, but also in a war. So it was, it was, that's a complicated election, what happened there. But it was uh, – he was a threat, and that simple scream was enough to just – we're blaring this 24-7 for weeks. Yeah, I hate it when my candidate's excited. <laughs> yeah, and then the, – so that's what we get with this horse stuff is the – like, what do you mean? Why is that a disqualification? I want someone out there yelling because things are yeah, wrong. You, you should be angry be about this. If you're not angry, that means you have no personal stake in the issue – and this Absolutely. is just a game of uh, spectacle for you. Um, but uh, let's uh, kind of look at some of the other aspects that went on in that debate. Um, I actually thought that uh, – so I kind of want to talk about this from a frame of not uh, a – what my – Personal poli- Yeah, what my beliefs are. are, just kind of my – observation beliefs and how I kind of think things are going to play out. But what I really liked was, uh, one, I thought Amy Klobuchar did a really good job on uh, thing that her line I really liked was when she did call out Elizabeth Warren and she said, uh, at least Bernie has admitted he's going to raise taxes. You won't. And uh, she, I felt like the way she phrased it was just extremely tactful. Uh, it was it was smart because one, you got Bernie supporters. It to, wasn't being overly aggressive or yeah. Like, it, 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 it and it was a true statement. Mm-hmm. It was she Elizabeth Warren was being wishy washy about this, and uh, 
kind of having wanting to have it both ways and not make a clear stance and uh people hate that like yeah it, that doesn't work ever and i mean I, the kind of like elephant in the room is that yeah even though you can explain it immediately after you're still gonna have a soundbite saying yeah your taxes are gonna go up mm-hmm. and they'll use that on commercials but ultimately i think you have to have a certain degree of uh faith in the electorate that people will see around that. And if, and, and if our electorate is that dumb, then I well, have no hope for America. I mean, Me- Medicare for all, they're going to get lambasted with how much it's going to raise people's taxes. So you're going to be dealing with that anyways. People are not going to – you're going to have a, just a guess of mine. 90% of voters are going to think when they're voting anyways uh, that – Medicare for all is going to, at some level, increase their taxes, but uh, the more are going to vote that they want it anyways because they'll see the benefits. So don't even play it off as that taxes aren't going to be raised to some degree. Ultimately, you'll have more purchasing power mm-hmm. because you won't right, – as it is now, if you have insurance through your work – where do you think the work gets that money to pay for your insurance? Your salary, yes. Like I mean, not that they'll actually give it to you if they switch that, yeah. but that's a different question entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just don't try and win all of these things all of the time. And I, I just – the way she phrased it was brilliant in my mind for trying to pick up votes because – uh, you did it in a way that you got like Bernie supporters to go nice because it was a jab at Warren that was like uh, valid. And then you got her to Amy to differentiate herself. So I thought that was a good move. Uh, the, the other uh, impressive things is I don't even remember what he said, but Julian Castro – I thought. I think I'm the only person who kind of likes Julian Castro. Oh, I like him too, a lot actually. But and everyone I was talking to is like, "No, he's bad. He's mean." Really? Like, yeah. uh, recently or? Um, from probably the third debate when he went after Biden oh, for just sure. like. Oh, sure. That was yeah. Which I feel like the paramedics on scene probably should have said something to Biden before Julian Castro. He's <laughs> recommending playing records to urban youth. Um, the. Julian Castro is someone who, before all this started, had no interest in finding out anything about him. And then after the first debate, I was like, wow, this guy's interesting. And then the more I hear him talk, the more I'm like, this guy I want around. For, yeah. like, Bernie, give him a cabinet position. Yeah, ex- precisely. That would be great. But I, uh, I want him to keep being a rising star. In just the political world. So uh, he had a, a great debate on my uh, opinion. Uh, I wish I could remember offhand exactly what even the topic was because uh, I remember writing on Facebook in my life little commentary like, home run, that was the best opening statement. But um, my other thoughts were Tulsi Gabbard, they like, we're, People are really going after her right now. They they are, She's and the Russian moderators agent, were just rude to her. Like they would, 
Inta- they went to a break on one of her. <laughs> the openly hostile. Yeah, and I, I don't get it. It's like I don't think she has any like. I don't think she's more likely to affect change to the establishment, but I think she's more like openly hostile. She's to the another person which they just can't stand. Yeah, that uh, represents a threat uh, to and. I don't know what that change is, but she seems to like. Well, she is really good uh, for the most part, foreign policy positions and also talking about it because no one else is talking about foreign policy. You don't hear about it from any other candidate. Mm -hmm. So the simple fact that she's out there on these stages drawing attention and making it an issue is fantastic that she's in the race because what america does to the rest of the world we are all responsible for voting on the people that are going to make those decisions because the rest of the world doesn't have the choice they don't have a say in what happens but they're going to be affected by it so every one of us has a civic responsibility to know the people that we put in power, what decisions are they going to make? And if we don't know, because we most of us don't, because it's never covered in our news, uh, it's our major like public figures don't talk about it often. And as a candidate is not a popular position to... Mm-hmm. Lay down, yeah, America might be the bad guy in this situation. Yes. You're not winning many votes doing that. So it, I, I see all of the hatred towards her as being pushed by the people that go, oh, this one's a threat. We got to keep her quiet. Um, the absent candidate from the debate is another one that this happens to, is my girl, Marianne Williamson. And it's – they all – Everyone wanted to push how she's just a lunatic, crazy, uh, new age nutcase, and it's, it's just like none I of these things of were true. That, none of I these things like were that. true about her, though. Like the things, uh, oh, like yeah, I know she's we like even a did crazy it. Crazy crystal person. She's anti-vax. Yeah, she's she's, ne- she's never done anything with crystals or advocated for them in her, her life. But that's what everyone assumes about her so it's uh, the narratives about the people who do affect like if you want to shake things up they destroy you if you're a minor player in politics it's so easy to just completely dismiss you with one just not even misstep but other people's misinterpretation of Mm -hmm. your position like look at uh jill stein Mm-hmm. I mean, she was billed as like an anti-vax candidate, and they just ran her into the ground with that. And that I think it's so important that people dig deeper all the time, uh, because we're we're all guilty. I'm guilty, um, but I'm trying to it's, improve. It's human about nature to try things. to find the like. There's so many people running. You're going to mm-hmm. try to like organize them, categorize them in your mind. So you find one simple answer to how to define them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's so blatant with them and a couple others of how they're a threat. The same way, like Dennis Kucinich, 2004, 
they just even progressive media destroyed him. Uh, the John Stewart uh, making fun of him for standing up for trans rights and going, "What you want chicks with dicks to get married?" It's even our own supposed spokespeople take down the people fighting the hardest for what's right and the things that aren't necessarily popular at the time or politically convenient. Uh, Someone else who kind of surprised me during the debate was Tom Sestek. Yeah. Uh, When uh, I don't remember the specific question that was asked of Bernie, but essentially he said, like, yeah, billionaires probably shouldn't exist within the Mm -hmm. country. There's no one who adds that much value to the uh, economy individually. And they went immediately to Sestic, the other, Mm -hmm. the only billionaire on the stage. And he, I was surprised. He said, yeah, Mm -hmm. Bernie's right. Mm -hmm. Like, this is such an incredible amount of wealth. There's no reasonable way that anyone could accumulate that doing, like, fair work. And someone who I kind of expected to hate and... He was kind of back and burning up throughout the thing. Yeah, I thought I think he's kind of a good figure now to add to just uh, not necessarily uh, a candidate moving forward, but a good person to have in public spotlight. Maybe he's just really savvy, and he knew that like a billionaire standing up for the rights of billionaires is Mm -hmm. not a good look. Well, at the same time, I don't know, he's pretty savvy. The guy is savvy because the fact that he made it on that debate stage. Well, he spent a ton of money. Uh, But still, like these other candidates have too and have been doing it for months. Um, I know he spent far more, but it's still impressive. He's spending like a million dollars on Facebook ads a day for Uh, like two weeks out. Because. You got to get people to say that they're going to vote for you. That's hard to do. The polling thing is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the individual donations, that's easy. And uh, we got to change that next time uh, because we cannot have so much money just being funneled into Facebook and Google. This is absurd that the Democratic Party is just choosing to have their primary set up where Google and Facebook are going to make a billion dollars every campaign on pressing for what? Yeah. Candidates. I mean, that's kind of how all media is, though. I'm sure uh, you know news companies within Iowa mm-hmm. make the bulk of their they do. revenue. Absolutely. In Brett like knows all about this. Three months um, of four years. Which, the, uh, that is an interesting thing that. Why don't we have the first state rotate? Why does know. it have that's to a, be that's Iowa? That's a good question. Like, why wouldn't the most fair be that each year it's different? Or, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, Iowa's like a pretty purple state, so I don't know if it can move. Could maybe move to Minnesota. Yeah, move to a bunch of different places. But I, I think because look at that, it's so un like it's unfair how much they focus on just these certain states because this is how it goes is that whoever wins those first three states, if you don't like win or do really well during those first three elections, uh, 
you're done. Like, yeah. you don't stand a chance. If you're not at least, like, placing near the top, mm-hmm. then you can kind of bounce. The, but it does give me the opportunity to laugh at candidates for spending outrageous amounts of money per vote. Uh, I think it was, like, Lindsey Graham spent something like $9,000 per vote that he got in the Republican primary of the last election. The, the entire? And so, yeah, for every person who voted for him in Iowa— Spent nine thousand dollars. Yeah, um, it's I. We'll have to look into that more. The kind of tradition of why it's done in Iowa, and but yeah, it's one of those things that it doesn't have to. People be People just way. decided like, oh, we'll put it there first, and it just mm-hmm. becomes routine, and then like, this is how it's done. Because why should it have that much power? Like, why yeah. should Iowa decide have such a major impact on who the parties are nominating. Yeah. We can't trust them with their state fair. That mm-hmm. sucks. So why should, should we trust we them with the presidency? Just start getting uh like one, we should get our show on a Iowa radio station so we can start charging for ads. But we should just get addresses in Iowa. Yeah, let's get some PO boxes. Yeah, because it's you have so much power there. Um I'm just going to start playing some really gray area. Hey, no, no joke, though. Let's get this show on <laughs> Iowa because we could bank off that. Let's just set up a pirate radio station. <laughs> well, you can have affiliates. I mean, syndicate the radio show. Most of oh, the, sure. the shows, uh, uh, I'm Awake's on multiple stations. Uh, uh, Freddie Bell, New Beginnings, multiple stations. Mission Accomplishers, on in Iowa. <laughs> for three months, at least four years. I don't know. I'm looking into it for real, though. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just think um, why not have a little bit of a mix-up? Why give so much power to Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina? No, that's a good point. Right, because Minnesota has, like, no power. Ask. We have Because yeah. uh, we're, we're on Super Tuesday when California and all the other things happen. It's that they just... We get no individual attention, really. Yeah, I mean, since we became a little more purple in the last election, too. We, I was just like, yeah, I'll vote for Hillary Clinton, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll vote for, like, a third-party candidate just to, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, have fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had no expectation of Trump getting close. Well, that was actually what I've been thinking is I was going to um, – if it looked like Bernie was going to just win Minnesota, like – Handily, which I thought at when earlier on in this, um, that I'm like, I'm gonna vote for Marianne Williamson in this, and but then now that it's like, no, it's gonna matter, it's I'm gonna oh, have Elizabeth to vote Warren for, has uh, definite support, yeah, it's gonna, and it, the like, thing is, like, I've probably said this before, any other presidential race. I'd be full on with Elizabeth Warren. She's a great candidate. Absolutely. But Bernie Sanders is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Absolutely. All of that. Absolutely. You're spot on. It's. I don't like the hatred of Elizabeth Warren by any means. It's like. I think it's misplaced, and it's. She's. You don't need to hate her. On who the Democratic presidential candidates have been for the last thirty years, for my entire lifetime, and. Outside of Obama's 2008 campaign, Elizabeth Warren is the most exciting candidate you could have of that bunch. 
like um, also though, like after we've seen how Obama performed and what he ended up doing, Elizabeth Warren is more exciting than Obama. Uh, but I'd have to say that that the campaign of Obama that was an exciting thing. Uh, but so this is unlike any other. Um, it, it represents the shift that I've been hoping for and don't think that uh, if you're a Bernie supporter or someone else uh, like a kind of further left on the uh, Democratic Party voting spectrum, don't see Elizabeth Warren as an enemy by any means. That's just – ill-informed and uh when i see that i'm like i doubt you've been following things for a long time to think that she's that evil <laughs> yeah I mean, another thing that is just like she has a incredibly glaring vulnerability here with trump mm-hmm. which is claiming that she was native american for the past 50 years the, we talked about when she announced uh that and I think – I mean if you look back on anything me and Eric have said over this whole thing. We're always right. We're, we're – <laughs> that, but we've been co- consistent on Elizabeth Warren this entire time. The, we like her. Our fear is her vulnerability uh, as a campaigner, her political instincts and going up against Trump is uh, – me personally, I think – I fear that – she is a candidate who could potentially lose. She doesn't have the electability. So I love her as president, but I fear that she, there's a chance she could lose that is greater than uh, than Bernie or other candidates. I mean, Joe Biden is – a lot of people, I feel frightened to say this, but the Hunter Biden thing is – like maybe a bigger deal than people want to let on, not because it's super awful. I mean, it's clearly an example of he just got the position because of nepotism, mm-hmm. but ultimately that doesn't really have a large sway in the politics of the world. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, this is garden variety nepotism. We'll, we'll deal with it. But to Joe Schmo on the street, it looks like it's corruption. Yeah, but – and it's going to be an easy, like, angle of attack for Trump in the same way that he went after Hillary Clinton for Benghazi, for the emails. It's just a glaring weakness. It is. And you know what? The thing that concerns me is uh, Joe Biden showing his age because I feel like young, younger Joe Biden uh, would have been great at going up against Trump, actually, at defending himself and kind of – being able to like throw back, uh, put up punches like in a Trump style mudslinging campaign, but he's just been gaffing so much that I'm like, dang, he might not yeah. be able to pull this off. I, I, this is another thing I feel like I'm being uh, gaslit on. Are we just all ignoring that he's like clearly going senile? Mm. He can't string a sentence together, and when he does, half the time it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, I don't think really anyone's saying positive things about Biden, though. Like, I don't hear it ever. No, Everyone's like, very critical of we him. We should maybe, like, 
get this guy out of there because he's hurting us more than anyone else. Yeah, well, it, it's just hard because it's like we can't you can't kick out the front runner that it's like Trump and the Republicans are going to they're going to exploit that and uh it'll be effective. It, that it's like I just think maybe the Democrats should be like yeah, maybe uh, it isn't good look. So Well, they are. That's why they're po- pumping up the Buddha judge and um That's true. The, they haven't really as much with Harris, but she was an option. Um who's been the other one? Cory uh, Booker who Well, they somehow, kind of abandoned him. I know, but somehow he's still fundraising like quite a bit, mm-hmm. which I don't know like you know, you can have all the money in the world at a certain point if you're just that uninspiring mm-hmm. but people are not going to Cory Booker you has see. the highest um like or the, the lowest amount of grassroots supporters and highest amount of uh well I know that's what donor. I mean because I hear people saying like oh well he raised a lot of money yeah. and it's like well I can see commercials all day long every commercial could be for Cory Booker I'm not going to vote for the guy no in what he should have done any of these people should have done is have just an interesting take on something, yeah, just like a, a an Andrew Yang style like issue, UBI, um, and then instead of just funneling all the money to Facebook and Google, you pay people like us or like David Pakman, Sam Cedar, like just the progressive media people to as paid promotions to go. Hey, listen, y'all. Um, you paid for a commercial here, so we're gonna well, give up. You could, we, you could even say that it's be, be upright, like uh, or upfront that like uh, uh, Cory Booker is paying. He's supporting our programming, uh, but listen, I do think it's important to chip in a buck for having him up there to talk about X Y Z. Like Yang's a good example of who yeah. could pull it off, but none of them ran on anything. These people just ran on entitlement. They ran on, I should be president. I deserve to be president because I'm me. And then they don't have anything yeah. that defines them. I'm just them. as charismatic as Barack Obama, so why isn't this working yeah, for me? So that's what drives me nuts. It's like, that's there's 10 of them or something that have nothing to define them from one another and are only in it. Because the, I should be president. It reminds me a lot of Jeb Bush when he's, uh-huh. he's I think, in the back of his head, like, oh, any day now, like, this Trump guy, everyone's going to realize it's a big joke. And then I'll get to be in control because I'm, suppo- I'm supposed to be in The charge. whole media said that, too. They go, well, yeah, Trump's starting to rise in the polls, but it'll come back down and uh, we'll have a Jeb Bush rise back. Uh, so uh, look forward to Bush Clinton like every election should be. Bush versus Clinton. <laughs> we could have went my entire life where every election was a Bush versus a Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Or or I guess a Gore thrown in there every once in a while. Does Gore have any children? Yeah. Um, I want Hunter Biden. If Hunter Biden moved in for Biden right now, I'd be like, all right, maybe I will support this guy a little bit. He's pretty cool. He's always wearing slick back hair and sunglasses. You already know he's my boy. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> went into the Navy at like 41 and got kicked out immediately for smoking crack. I mean, yeah, what a he baller, is. Dude. Oh, I love how this is all going. I just, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Oh, it's awesome. And just the story behind Hunter Biden, it's just, muah. I love it. That's like when people are like, it's been investigated. There's no, you know, he, he earned that position. It's like, <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> Can I submit uh, my resume? Um... So, look, I think that kind of anything else on the debate that you thought? Mm, not that I can think of. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it was you know, strangely like probably the best debate, even though there was twelve people on stage. I think that they did a good job of like catering their questions to the specific candidates who would have an answer that's mm-hmm. interesting. They're not asking Andrew Yang his position on maritime policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I do agree. Brent kind of one of the better moderated and um, just structured. Um, the, the thing uh, that – last thing I want to say on it though is that Brett was like uh, on the repartee this week saying, do these debates even matter? Like – and the, it's uh, – because he was talking about Klobuchar having her best fundraising 24 hours after the debate and he's saying that – is it just whoever's the most aggressive uh, is who wins? And yes, that's yeah. all it is. It's get whoever head- gets the sound bite is that's all these function as. You get the headlines. But it's uh, they they are important because it they do matter to have some sort of outlet for people to be able to get informed because you have to have people like. Uh, like us or just any kind of like journalist or writer, blogger uh, to contrast them and be able to see uh, how they react to things. So it is uh, not just us, but uh, the, the American people as well. So it is important to have it. But no, they are only going to function as sound bites because that's the yeah. world we live in. And I do think it's important, I guess, just because that's really all we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that there's probably much better options. Mm-hmm. Like I know in the UK, all the leading candidates get an hour of time on the BBC to kind of structure their time however they see fit. If they want to have an open town hall where there's questions mm-hmm. asked or if they just want to put up that's a PowerPoint cool. presentation and be like, here's my stuff, here's my stuff. Thing. Yeah, and uh, real, but there's nothing stopping us. We could do that. And CNN, well, f- to their credit, has been uh, doing the townhouse. Town yeah, but ult- I mean, ultimately, they'll choose whatever's going to earn them the most money. Uh-huh. Because, but that's our mean. And the BBC is publicly com- owned. Mm-hmm. And the BBC uh, just circling back a bit. Really, the only place you can get coverage of uh, foreign policy and foreign affairs, what's going on in the world. Um, in news here, because uh, if you get the BBC channel, which most of us don't, but cable does, uh, that's how you find out uh, on a TV news what's going on in the world. I go to Breitbart. You do uh, have that as an option, but that hear- isn't on the TV. Exactly. <laughs> I think Michelle Bachman was recently saying that uh, – Fox News and the Drudge Report mm-hmm. were now fake news. 
They weren't telling and, the truth, but Breitbart was still okay for okay. the time being. Okay, good. Right, so, Did you hear about Michelle Bachman going and speaking to Angela Merkel about climate uh, change? Uh, no. What? She told her that she had nothing to worry about because after the flood of you know Noah, mm-hmm. when everyone died, mm-hmm. God gave us a rainbow. And is it like not going to happen again? So don't worry. You know, you gotta though. Michelle Bachman has a special place in my heart because she is authentic. It's it's. That's what I don't know. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to hear me out. Uh, I think you're right because who's that stupid? She, Michelle Bachman, is the most passionate politician I think to come out of Minnesota. Uh, Michelle Bach, because my mom worked at the Senate when uh, Michelle Bachman was a state senator or rep. I can't remember which one she was, but uh, the, my mom constantly saw her do things like when they would have a like gay pride rally out on the steps. Michelle Bachman was out there hiding in the bushes <laughs> and we'd been taking pictures uh, to be like, see, see. And there was just so many stories of this. And it's like the woman cares about what she cares about. Why not? So, she's not to Palenti or a Norm Coleman that's just like, Cynically I, using religion. I am a politician, put low disc, and hi, I care about budgets and deficits. Yeah, I think that's what scares me the most about her, though. Because, yeah, if someone was cynically using religion, which I think a lot of the people on the far-right conservative side do mm-hmm. to kind of manipulate their voter base, they wouldn't tell Angela Merkel that climate change isn't real because of the Bible. They know that that's insane and that you would get laughed at but if you really believe it then it's like yeah that makes sense because i read in the book it's just i have to give michelle bachman credit for um because trump doesn't have doesn't care about anything other than trump michelle bachman is a lot like trump except her life comes from passionately caring about these things she is fueled by her beliefs, not by Michelle Bachman. That's exactly why I'm not that scared of Trump. I'm scared of someone yeah. who Trump kind of imitates, who actually believes all the things that Trump believes. Or so, uh, pretends the kind true. of It's true. Michelle Bachman, well, and I am saying Michelle Bachman has probably the most dangerous, scary views. I know, but, but she's I just, respect she, the she's woman an, for caring about what she cares about. She's an unlikable person, mm-hmm. so she's never going to go. Up in the higher stratosphere of politics, I. It was not. great though how she outperformed Palenti. It was so funny uh, it, when they were both running for president. Uh, oh yeah, well Palenti's like the most gray yes. bag of just bland you could ever imagine. <sighs> yes, oh, I, the, the thing that like distinctly like sticks out in my mind was when he went on the Daily Show, and the first <laughs> thing he said was uh, like chastising Jon Stewart over them using the S-H word earlier in the show. (laughs) What do you think your audience is here? What are you doing? It's like, oh, that's going to win me a lot of votes standing up against mild uh, curse words. I hate him. I hate him. And it's not even like his policies aren't like – that bad compared to most of these nut jobs no, on the right. No, you would never yeah. want to be in a room with him for more than two minutes. But, like, 
if Michelle Bachman, if I spent the day with her, I'd be fascinated. Oh, I'd I just be like, oh, my God. This it's an is incredible person. Crazy. I want to pick her brain. Yeah, it's exactly. Frightening, I would, I would, but... I would love the experience of spending time with her just because it would be – it would be fascinating. Where Palenti, it would be so goddamn boring. I'd stab a pencil through my ears. Mm-hmm. Great way to punish your – like getting detention in school is spending yeah, he's the a lunch with politician. Tim Palenti. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's... All right. Well, as always, remember, prosecute Prosecute the the Bush Bush administration administration for for war crimes. crimes. We're coming for you bastards. Good episode. Whether long-range weapon or suicide bomb, a wicked mind is a weapon of mass destruction. Whether you're SolarWorld Sun or BBC One, this information is a weapon of mass destruction. You could have Caucasian... Hunter, you know nothing about energy. You know nothing about chat. You know nothing about anything, frankly.